Good evening, Rabbi And we continue along here. Perikvav of Sharaknia. So, in the middle of Haravi talked about how a way of humility and expressing it and behaving that way is to talk good about other people, look favorably upon them, about the actions that they do. And a second idea was to be Michael people, to forgive. And to forgive somebody really takes the midah, the trait of humility. As we see by Moshe Rabbeinu, that we know Moshe Rabbeinu was able to forgive the Lashon Hara, told about him, talked about him, because he was an Anav. Okay. We continue on learning. Brings the Chavos above us now, an amazing Gemara. Gemara in Tainis, Tav Chofhei, Omud Beis. There was once a drought, and in Eretz Yisrael they needed the rain badly. And it hadn't rained when it was supposed to. Not in the first rain season, not the second rain season. So the way it was done in those days, they would decree fast days, and individuals would fast, the tzaddikim would fast, and if that didn't work, then others would join along. So in that particular incident, Rabbi Eliezer went he went to be the Shliach Tzibur, put on his talis, and he started leading the Tzibur and Davni. Twenty-four different tefillas that he said in order to bring that the rain should come down to be able to water things they should be able to have food to have parnos. And he wasn't answered. Yoran Rabbi Akiva. Then Rabbi Akiva. He put on the talus and he went to the Yomad. Vomar. And he said one tefillah. He says, Avinu Malkeinu. Ein lonu melech elahata. And all of a sudden, the Nana. He was answered. And it began to rain. So. Does he quote the whole Gemara over here? Because what happened was the people started uh, murmuring. Oh, I see. It was Rabbi Yezer, did he? Rabbi Akiva. <laughs> we see who's better. It's obviously Rabbi Akiva certainly surpasses Rabbi Yezer in greatness because Rabbi Yezer wasn't answered. Rabbi Akiva was. And it became almost to the point of, of embarrassing and belittling the statue of Rabbi Yezer, that a baskel, a voice from heaven came out and said, It's not because this one is greater than the other one. It's not because Rabbi Kiva is greater than Rabbi Yezer. So then why was he answered and Rabbi Yezer not? Brilliant. Not because this one is greater than the other one, but because he's Mavramidais of another's he is a humble person. He's someone who can let things go. He's someone who could forget about injustices done to him. And Rebeliezer is not Mavramidaisa. That is the Gemara. The question is so obvious it just jumps off the table. And this question is asked by none other than Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. And it's brought here in the Ur Yisrael, the Sefer that Rebitzala, Rebitzala Petterberger, the Talmud of Rabbi Yisrael Salanta brings in Ar Yisrael, Maimer Chofches. 
He says, it's l'chere yafla ma'id. He says, it's pilei plaim. How do you understand such a Gemara? The Baskoil, the, the Menashemayim, they want to make things better. Oh, they, you have rumors, there's murmurings about, oh, Rabbi Kiva is greater than Rabbi Yezer. So the Basco comes out, we have to put a stop to this. No, no, not because he's greater. It's just because he's greater. What kind of answer is that? He's my Ramidez, he's not Ramidez. What's the Pshat over here? So there are really two approaches to answer this question. And it's a very fundamental question, and the answer is even more fundamental. So says Rebitzala, Shomanu mi pek kodesh admer kodesh Yisrael zechet tzadeh v'kodesh levracha. That's how he introduces his Rebbe. He, they heard from the holy mouth of Yisrael Salanter. The question now is obvious that we know Mavra Midaisov is a tremendous midah. Like we quoted the Gemara the other night, someone who's able to just leave go and forget injustices done to him, he has the great merit of having wrongdoings that he did just moved away, pushed aside. So it seems that quite obvious Rabbi Kiva is great. So the answer says Rabbi Sol Salanter is that we have to go to a different Gemara. The Gemara in Shabbos a person should always choose to be an anov, a humble person, like Hillel, like Hillel displayed in all of those stories that are brought in the Gemara when a person came and he wanted to be uh, become a ger, standing on one foot, and to become the Kayan Godol, and and Shammai sent them away. Shammai took a stick and hit him and said, get out of here. And Hillel says, okay, come, I'll teach you. This is Aleph, this is Bayes. You want to be a Kohen Gadol? Sure. And then at the end, he, he, he convinced him to, to join and learn. And then he says, oh, no, no, you realize you can't really be a Kohen Gadol because you're not even a Kohen. And you realize that you can't learn the whole Torah just standing on one foot. You could just start that. And then you have to go explore it further but he was able to deal with him in a much more calm and humble way. And the Gemara seems to conclude that's the right way. So people think from this Gemara that Hillel was greater than Shammai, because Hillel was an anav, and Shammai was a captain. He was someone who was very stern, very strict. Say, he was wrong. Hillel was greater. Says Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, Omna Be'emezetous, that's a mistake. That is wrong. It's not true. It's not true that Hillel was greater than Shammai, or Shammai was any less than Hillel. That's not the case. We understand from our Chazal, who were considered like Malochim, and Rishonim Ka Malochim, if we understand that they were like Malochim work, walking on this world, then we can be considered like human beings. And if you view, the Gemara and Shabbos later says, and if we view them as human beings, they were just b'nei adam, then we're like chamayrim. Then we're no greater than a donkey. They, they fulfilled every single mitzvah in the Torah. They were perfect. They were truly perfect. No human being is perfect. A mistake, a little iota of a mistake here and there. 
but it's not like he had a lifelong mission to go against what the Torah demands, to be humble. And Shammai says, I'm not going to be humble. I'll do 612 mitzvahs, but that's 613. Chas not say that. He says, we have to understand that this has to be understood in context. Who was the one who said in Mesech Desavis, have a mekabalas kala adam, Greet everybody with a smile, with a good countenance. Who said that? That wasn't Hillel. You know who it was? It was Shammai. Shammai? <laughs> I, thought, I thought you had a big captain. Shammai had a different approach when it came to the honor of Torah. When it came to dealing with the honor of Torah, there was a different approach between Hillel and Shammai. Just like many other areas of halacha, where Hillel and Shammai disagreed with one another, had different approaches. Shammai felt when it comes to upholding the, the, the veracity of Torah, the respect of Torah, that the Torah is on a pedestal. You don't say, well, I want, I want to learn the Torah the, the, in my comfort zone, the way I want to learn it, standing on one foot with, with this condition, that condition. Shammai felt even to allow an iota for that person to think, yeah, you can sort of tailor-make the Torah the way you want it, the way you're comfortable having it, Shammai felt that's a degradation and a desecration of the Torah. And therefore, Shammai, we have to to stand up for the Torah and be a captain. He felt you have to be a captain. So whenever it came to cover that Torah, Shammai was firm and did not budge. He was not flexible. Hillel felt that it's not the worst thing in the world. Hillel felt that the ends could justify the means in this case. The person's not doing an Avera. We don't say, do an Avera and then you'll do good. No. But it's just maybe an attitude, maybe an approach. Hillel felt we could sort of buy some time. We could allow the person to ease in to understanding what the Torah is all about. Let him think for a moment that the Torah could be maneuvered and adapted to his comfort zone. And then we'll teach him the right way. So Hill behaved with an, a sense of humility, but was at the expense of the covenant of Torah. This was the difference between the approach and the philosophies of Hillel and Shammai. And therefore they both were the Shem Shammayim, and therefore they are equally as great. Shammai in his arena, and Hillel in his arena, and both of them in their approaches. Says Rabbi Shol Salander, the same is true with the Talmidim. Rebbe Liezer, the Gemara tells us several times, Shamuti who? And one pshat is, Taisu says, Shamuti? He was from Shammai. Rebbe Liezer was a Talmud, a disciple of Shammai. And therefore, he had to go with that approach of Shammai. You have to be firm. The Torah is always first. And you're trying to, we, we can't be flexible. You can't be flexible when it comes to anything in, in the laws of the Torah. And Rabbi Akiva was a disciple, a student of the house of Hillel, a base, a base Hillel, Mamela, he was able to train himself and behave in a way that had much more opportunity for Mavrel Mitaisev. So that's what the Baskal was saying. The voice rang out from heaven and said, It's not because Rabbi Akiva is greater than Rabbi Eliezer. They're equally as great, but they have two different approaches. And in this situation, where the world is in great need of Rachamei Shemayim, of mercy from heaven, Hashem has a klal called Merachem Malabriyos, Merachem Shemayim. In this situation, what was needed was a heavy dose of human mercy in order to intervene the heavens to shower mercy upon 
the people who needed it. And therefore, Beliezer, as great as he was, and he had to work that way because he was a Talmud of Shammai. But in this instance, something else was needed. So it doesn't make Rabbi Kiv any greater, but in this case, he was able to bring out the mercy of Shammayim. For example, no difference, you give us just a simple, a simple analogy. You know, someone someone who has a $100 bill and somebody else has 25s, $25 bills. They equally have this, they have equal in terms of the amount of money. But if you want to buy a little candy bar, you're not going to get it with a $100 bill. It just doesn't work. He's not going to take it from you at the store. I don't get a $100 bill for a, for a candy that's 50 cents. Oh, a $5 bill, I'll give you the change. So in other words, Rabbi Yekiva and Rabbi Yekiva, they're equally as great. But in this instance, we need something that can bring out the Rachem and Mishamayim. One last shot, just to understand here. This the Mashtiyazokazunzait said from his Rabbi, Rebelli Lapian. An amazing insight. The Baskal tells us that not one is greater than the other. Rabbi Kiv is not greater than Rabbi Yezer. But he's Mavra Alamidaisav and he's not. So, says Rebelli Lapian. Why indeed did Rabbi Yezer not be Mavra Alamidaisav? So one shot we offered just now from Bishra Salanta because he took approach of being more of a captain, being more of a, of someone firm and less flexible when it came to the Torah and upholding the honor of the Torah. What's the background of Rebbe Yezer? What's the background of Rabbi Akiva? Rebbe Yezer came, his father was a tzaddik, his grandfather was a tzaddik. He was brought up already at a very young age with exemplary midas. His, he became so great in stature, but from a young age he was able to work with tremendous, beautiful and exemplary midas. And therefore it wasn't something that he had to constantly work on to meet me Ramidaisev. Rabbi Akiva, on the other hand, was just known as Akiva ben Yosef. He came from converts, so it's not like he learned from a young age of to live a terror life. We know for the first 40 years of his life, he was an ignoramus. We know from the Gemara in Psachim, those who learned Afyemi, it's coming up soon, Memtesim Abayz, when he was in Amoritz, he says, I wanted to bite the Talmud Chacham and break his bone. He hated Talmud Chacham. So when he finally was in, engaged and involved in Torah, he had a long way to go. He had, he had to make up for a lot of lost time. And therefore he made it a point to always work on his Midas, work on his character. And therefore, he had to be Mavra Midaisev time and again, constantly had to be Mavra Midaisev. But because of that, in that situation when they were in need of rain, again, we needed to have something to bring the mercy of Shemayim. You need someone who has Mavra Midaisev. So Beliez already was way higher. But Rabbi Kiva had to get there, had to get there, had to get there, to be of equal. Not one is greater than the other. But Rabbi Kiva, because he started late, he had to work on Mavra Midaisev, work on his Midas. And that's why, in that case, he was answered. But either way, the Chavos he was bringing, this is an example. An example the Chazal give that we see that the Onav is someone who is Maver Amidaisev. I go to Nacht.